0: Hello and welcome to Move the Line Prop Drop Show. Prop Drop Show presented by Spurts. Download the Spurts app today. Use it to track your plays. You can share plays and more. I am Ryan Noonan, joined, as always, by my two favorite fellow Prop D gents, first Connor Allen, in some random hotel still. Hopefully back to his own cave here shortly. Connor, what's going on, buddy?
1: Yeah, not much. I think that my stay at the Hyatt place is uh, coming to an end. You know, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I know the receptionists. I know, you know, the people there. It's a little, little strange, but kind of cool to walk around. Like we own the place, you know, it's like, it's nice, but uh, I'm living in a hotel room. So you know, pros and cons. And it is uh time for a flu game.
0: You know, we did MJ back in the 98 finals, uh, you know, bad pizza, Maybe out a little bit too long at the casino. Depends on who you ask. Depends on who you believe. But power through. Big win for the the Bulls in the finals there. And that's what we have going on with Alex tonight. Prop stars under the weather, but here for the people, for the bets. Alex, what's going on, brother?
2: What is up, Ryan, Connor? Great to see you both. I wouldn't miss this for the world. I do apologize if my voice is a little bit hoarse but i will gut it out connor i am curious how is the continental breakfast at the
1: hyatt well i get free breakfast every day at duncan so i'm you know i don't need to be i don't need to eat the breakfast here but anywhere the reviews are great let me just tell you that the reviews are outstanding what's the duncan breakfast for you do you have a go-to do you you mix it up or you know it's a kind of uh, ridiculous but i actually like don't eat breakfast um I like, they have those, they have these new, uh, egg white bites though. They're pretty good. I'll made one of those. They have like a veggie egg white bite and then they got a, a bacon and cheddar one. something okay. okay. So, yeah, it's worth, worth trying. I don't know. I mean, they're a little expensive, but I get, I mean, that's obviously free for me. So, it's much on those. Yeah, it's yours. It's not free. You're paying for it somehow.
0: So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm Team No Breakfast too. I've been Team No Breakfast for about five and a half, six years. Um, I, I live the, The intermittent fasting life, Uh, my eating window is like 1 p.m. to 8.30 or so. So, uh, your body gets used to it. I literally have a few ounces of coffee, drink one of these bad boys, and then just have a big-ass salad at 1 o'clock. So, you get get used to it. It's good, you know? I'm I'm old. You know the calories. You know, if I started eating those, you know, breakfast every day, my wife loves donuts. If I had donuts in the house all the time or all the baking things that she does, then, you know...
2: Plus, plus it's not fun to have like a big gut bomb to start the day. You know, like eating heavy foods early and just kind of feeling lethargic all day. It's never fun to start your day that way.
0: No, it is. uh, It's not. It's not for me. So, um, I do it in place of exercise at this point. Just you know, some people do it with exercise or to support exercise. (laughs) I do it in place of exercise. So you know, just gotta do it. you You know, whatever works. So. Uh, we're going to do our best. We are still obviously in the uh, COVID fog. Things are actually a little bit better than I thought today. We have had numerous drops from games, so we do have some stuff out there in the marketplace. We all have a few bets, and then we will ideally get to your questions. So as you are joining and listening here in uh, the YouTube streets, we appreciate that. Feel free to fire away, enter in the chat, let us know what you are looking at this week, uh, we can share our thoughts on some of those and, and some spots that we're going to look for over the next 48 hours before games kick. And then we can start to talk about those things as well. I know that is our favorite part of the show. We're going to continue. So obviously this is week 18, the end of the regular season, which uh, is in- incredible that that grind is over. But again, the playoffs are still here. So we will still be here to bring props for you for the playoffs. That market should, I would think, form pretty Fully by Friday nights, so our plan will be to continue to be here in the spot on Friday evenings, live for you. If you want to hang out with us on YouTube, uh, always on podcasts. Uh, you know, shortly a couple hours after. So um, again, we will continue the third or the Wednesday night, move the line, game by game breakdowns as well. So I also want to tell you, if you happen to be hanging out with us and maybe taking advantage of Prize Picks or something like that, or maybe you're on the New York New Jersey border and you've been you know, having to drive over the bridge to make bets. It is your time, New York. Uh, New York sports betting goes live tomorrow morning. Really exciting time in the space. Again, you know, something like this is just another one of those dominoes to fall. That makes it a lot easier for some other states, smaller states to start to justify. And that is really exciting for all of us, whether you are in the industry like we are, or if you're just looking into bets, Um, anytime we start to have a uh, full market, we can start to have different offerings. It keeps competition alive for books. Uh, there's just a lot going on that is good for the ecosystem. And New York getting in the game is fantastic. Um, yeah. Head over to the site, 44.com um, slash betting. We have some New York content. Uh, we are coming live. New York is coming with DraftKings, FanDuel, Caesars, and BetRivers to start. Uh, Caesars has some great offerings. So we kind of recommend Caesars off the top. But DraftKings has to double your money if the Knicks score a point. Like, I cannot tell you guys how lucrative it can be early. Connor, you can speak to this. When, you know, we first got inundated in, in Illinois, these books are dying. Customer acquisition is the game. And while we always advise that you to be able to get the best of the number, you have optionality and have a little bit in all, all your accounts, whatever is, you know, whatever can work for you. That way you can always, you know, you know, hamstrung by I only bet on DraftKings. Um, take advantage of all of these promotions, all of them. Uh, even if you do not intend to, to bet long-term on Bet Rivers, because the app is not very good. Um, sorry, Bet rivers improve your app. Um, you check here on the banner here, 444.com slash betting slash New York for all of the information, all the links that you're going to want. Sign up on those links to take advantage of our promos um, there's lots of great stuff in there. There is New York specific content. You know, if producer Sal is telling you how to bet the Giants and the Washington football team this weekend. And producer Sal doesn't miss. So you want to get in and check out that article for sure. There's a bunch more in there, too. So congratulations, New York. This is your time. Again, check out all of our links. Um, there's some great stuff going on over at Betsports too on the app. So if you download the Betsports app, there's some great links there too. But yeah, uh, Connor, anything to share here as far as your experience on being inundated with the new
1: stuff? Yeah. I mean, I know that like, you know, it's not exciting to deposit everywhere, but at the same time, like, you know, you're missing out on free money. And like you, like, I think if you're watching this show, you're kind of like us and you treat this like kind of almost like an investment. Right. And like, you're basically like investing and making free money and then you can withdraw the money like there's no like playthroughs like there used to be with DraftKings or any of that really it's like most of the time it's deposit bet whatever make a bet and then you're usually able to withdraw the money like most of the money so um yeah i mean that's kind of like like it's like a one-time playthrough basically on most of the money so i i would say that take advantage of every single free money offer that you can whatever you're willing to do even if it's a couple hundred bucks here and there you know just put it all together and i mean i like to leave it all in there so that way you can shop lines but Again, like bet Rivers, like admittedly, I don't bet on bet Rivers. I put my money in there, bet a, bet a promo, bet a few times, realized that scrolling through their app for every single player prop and, you know, was hurting my fingers and my brain. So I decided uh, to, you know, remove my money from there and call it a day. Um, so, yeah, I mean, again, find what you like best. Like personally, I only use, I use like the ones that I think are within reason and have different lines. That's my biggest rationale. So, yeah, I, I would say that just put as much money in as you, you're willing to invest and go from there.
0: Yeah, uh, it is just it, take advantage of these things. I did the same. Went over to uh, a Riverboat Casino, that's maybe twenty five minutes away, that had William Hill. All of a sudden, William Hill Caesars downloaded the app. It's just William Hill, and it was awful. But I took advantage of the three like risk free three hundred dollar bets. One and withdrew, and you know I don't bet there almost at all anymore because it's a terrible
1: product. But again, I, it was a it was a free three hundred dollar bet, like. We got to be careful because we're, we have, uh, you know, in the last month of the show, we've eliminated half of our potential sponsors. I think, uh, (laughs) we need to be better. Like I'm not watching this. We can just, you know, it's all right. We'll we'll figure it out when we get there. (laughs)
0: We're, we're for the people. We're not for the big business, Connor. Okay. We're, we're small business promotions and our, our people and their accounts are their small business. We want to help promote them. So that's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah. So take advantage of the New York stuff. Um, it's Yeah. It's the Wild Wild West goes live tomorrow morning. Congratulations. Uh, there are lots of great ways to bet on like the national championship game. They're going to be throwing you lots of freebies. You know, again, I'm not going to encourage multi accounting, but you know, if you got a spouse, they should probably bet a little bit too. And, um, you know, that is advantageous to do the best that you can to take advantage of the promos within your house.
2: My cats even will would have uh, multiple accounts potentially as well. So yeah, I've got other members <laughs> in the family. Definitely, I'm not going to uh, discourage you from creating multiple accounts. So welcome, New York. Shout out to all the new New York uh, people. Also, even if you're not from New York, this is great to potentially have some additional liquidity enter this uh, space and this market. And if anything, that could maybe reduce a little bit of the uh, line volatility. So I think this is a win for everybody.
0: Yep, absolutely. Getting a big player like New York in there is is fantastic. So welcome. No offense to prize picks. If you're in New York and you keep firing off of prize picks, it's great. It's fine. We, we are friendly. Um, but now you just have, again, optionality, which is the whole point here. So uh, another thing I want to tell you about before we dig into the props, sorry about housekeeping at the top. We have a couple new things to share. The New York stuff is big. I want to tell you about Prop Swap as well. If you're not familiar, PropSwap.com. You to use promo code Betsperts. That's B-E-T-S-P-E-R-T-S in our first deposit match up to $500 on BetSpurts or on PropSwap. Um, real live tickets. Uh, if you go and say this is great for futures, it's legal. Um, it's basically an opportunity to hedge out in a easier, more seamless way, right? So say you take, for instance, like a 50 to one long shots on I don't even know. Again, I make stuff up, but say, you know, you took the Cowboys 50 to one to win the Super Bowl preseason. And now that's moved significantly, but you don't think they're going to win, but that ticket is very valuable to someone who maybe wants some of that action. Um, Instead of them buying in at 10 to one, they have the opportunity they can buy in and buy your tickets for a much cheaper cost. And obviously they have your odds, your physical ticket. When you buy a ticket, in a casino or actual ticket, you cannot transfer anything. That's a digital slip. The physical ticket is yours to do whatever you want with. And um, PropSwap uh, basically is the middleman that helps you sell it. And uh, it's a pretty cool way. Obviously, if you were to hedge out of that, you would need significant funds to do so. And this allows you to do it in a cheaper, cheaper way. So uh, definitely head over to PropSwap.com. Check it out. Um, I know Alex and Connor, Connor has a little experience here too but Alex what do you got to say?
2: Yeah I actually have a ticket that is quite valuable I've talked about it on Twitter before I've gotten some offers in my DMs that is the Cavs to make the playoffs at plus 2,000 which is looking really good so That's yeah nice. I'm, I'm interested in uh, checking it out as well.
0: Yeah take advantage of that promo code for sure. Uh, Connor we met the owner in Vegas uh, passionate did, yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Um, excited to to partner with them moving forward. And I think it's a great thing because like you said, if you were trying to buy out of that market to get the actual money where you can still get a profit, like you're needing thousands of dollars and that's really hard for a lot of people. And this gives them the opportunity to do so.
1: Plus this is also like, so people always talk about like, you know, cashing out like, Oh, should I cash out or should I hedge? Um, I mean, sports books straight up. I mean, they screw you on your cash out. Like, I mean, every time like they're screwing on the cash out, this kind of is like almost the equivalent of, you know, being able to have like a a market where, you know, like, like just like trading essentially where someone's going to offer you a price that they think is a fair equilibrium, like kind of like, you know, you're going to, you're going to be at more bang for your buck is is my, you know, my take on it. So I think it's a smarter way to do it. And, you know, like I, you know, I don't have that many paper tickets, but I mean, there are plenty of people who do. And for big futures, like, you know, with prop swap, I would consider, you know, putting more like on, or like putting you getting a paper ticket because it's, I have the ability to use prop swap versus cash out, which limits your optionality, as you mentioned. So, I think that's a good way to go.
0: Yeah, check it out, everyone. Uh, again, New York stuff, props, uh, prop swap stuff in their show notes. So, if you are again watching on YouTube, you can click down and get all those links. If you are listening in the podcast, click down on more, scroll down a little bit, all that's in there. So, check it out. Uh, now it is go time. It is time for props. Thank you for hanging out with us uh, with the uh, housekeeping stuff. Stuff that pays the bills at the top, so we appreciate it again. If you're hanging out in the chat, fire off questions, we're going to go around, share some of ours, and then we'd love to get your thoughts on week 18. Connor, get us started. What is your
1: first prop of the week? Yeah, so my first one of the week, and I'm I, I don't even understand how this is still around actually. So, Zach Pascal, I took under two and a half receptions, uh, right now, minus 136 on points. Bet I believe it's off the board everywhere else. Um, the Colts, right now, two, uh, 15 point favorites. Expect to just run all over their opponent. Uh, Expect to see a really low volume passing attack from them. Uh, not to mention, Pascal has been under this number in six straight games, and now you are looking at the return potentially of Paris Campbell. He had a great week of practice, according to coaches, so he could also take away from this kind of target share here. Like, uh, I don't really understand it. I would play this up to like maybe one minus one fifty, minus one sixty, even um, because I just think that this is like really like it's just the wrong line. I think this should be, you know. One and a half at even money, or maybe like you know, two and a half and minus two hundred basically.
0: Yeah. I stayed away because I thought it moved. I remember I thought we saw some info in the chat and I thought it was gone or it moved, so yeah, I didn't get it, it but I, I love mm-hmm. I love Pascal Unders.
1: It's so. back, it's back at uh Points Bet. Right? Okay. So
0: look at Points Bet out here redeeming themselves, you know? hmm Yeah. You know? We were saying not nice things about him the other day. So Good, I like that quite a bit. Uh, My first one, Gabe Davis, over 39.5 receiving yards. This is minus 110 on Caesars. I think it's out there, minus 115 or so on DraftKings. Uh, I mean, he barely got there last week. He got 40 yards. um, But again, like the underlying stuff is great. He ran a route on 92% of the dropbacks. Again, we have Emmanuel Sanders out here. And I know that the Bills don't need this all the way, right? There's a chance that they don't need to play their starters late. But we had an instance last year where they didn't need week 17 against Miami and they absolutely clobbered them. And they do need it, they do need to win because they need to lock up the AFC East. So in that scenario where you're gonna have to actually still play even theoretically just the first half with your starters, like you only have 53 active roster spots. So like if you are keeping all your guys active you only have so many guys that you can then like pull for your starters. And so, like, Gabe Davis is probably not affected by starters being pulled uh, in a scenario where, um, you know, with, with Emmanuel Sanders out. Like, sure, Stefan Diggs probably comes out after he hits milestones that he needs to hit, if that's a thing. But like, Gabe Davis is probably playing this whole game 39 and a half against a really bad Jets secondary. Weather looks okay there, which is always something to be concerned about. I mean, it's not great. It's Buffalo in January, but it's, it's still. It's not something that's making me reluctant to do this. He smashed them for like 120 something yards, I think, the first time they met. Uh, so, love this number. Under 40, I mean, under 45, I think Gabe Davis is an absolute smash. Again, minus 110 on Caesar. So, love this one.
1: I like that a lot. I mean, I, I didn't even think about it like that because if the Bills do get up enough and they kind of bench their starters, you know, in the third quarter, like there's a realistic chance that Gabe Davis becomes wide receiver one, you know what I mean? And like is like the guy. Yeah. Um, with Trubisky. I mean, I don't really know how valuable that is, but I mean, he could certainly get an extra, like whatever, 10, 15 yards in the fourth quarter if he really needs it. So yeah, if he needs it to that point, like they, if they're going to be in
0: a spot where they got to bench these guys, they needed Gabe Davis and Stevon Diggs to get there. So uh, I feel pretty confident in that one. Again, they need to win the game to win the division and to uh, host a playoff game, which I know that they want to do. So basically it's them going to New England or New England going to them for the most part. So they want that one. Alex, what's your first one?
2: My first one is, and this, this pains me a little bit, fellas, but it's Cordero Patterson under 35 and a half rushing yards. Saw this at minus 115. Uh, yeah, CPAT, he's been ineffective the last three weeks. He's been held under in three straight games. He only had double digit carries one time over that three game sample as well. Really appears to be on a strict kind of 12 to 14 touch count um mike davis is also running a good bit bit more effectively he's pretty much in a 50 50 timeshare split with CPAT in the backfield this is also a brutal matchup versus the saints defense their first in rushing dboa they've given up the third fewest rushing yards two opposing running backs also i like the fact that this is a must win game for the saints they'll be returning a ton of players to their defense stud linebacker demario Davis, he is one of the best run-stuffing linebackers in all of football. They also have a lot of D-line depth returning as well. Um, New Orleans held him to nine rushing attempts for 10 yards back in Week 9, and it just seems like they've been managing his touches all year. I have to imagine in a meaningless Week 18 game for Atlanta, they may even be quicker to pull the plug on him or to limit him to a touch count. So I really like fading Cordell Patterson under 35 and a half rushing yards in a very
0: difficult matchup. Sorry, Sal. Cover your you know earmuffs. I know you're a big uh, CPAT fan, but I like it. Yeah, the the usage is just down. I think it's there's <laughs> I think there's enough there to uh, to take it under there. It's just kind of a pattern. So like that one, like that one quite a bit. And again, you know, late in the in that game, they very well could you know go their other way too and, and manage him. So I think he's obviously carved out a nice role for them uh, moving forward. So uh, Connor number two.
1: So my second one here. Uh... Derek Carr under 25 and a half completions. This is minus 130 at DK. Um pretty aggressive line, uh, I thought here. Um the Chargers allowing, you know, top their top five in completions allowed per game at just twenty-one per game to opposing passers. And Carr has gone under this number in six of the last eight games. Um I think Darren Waller returns. It's basically saying that he comes back, but I highly doubt he's at 100 percent but he'll be out there. So I think it's kind of like a. I mean almost a good scenario where like he's going to be running and playing at less than 100% which is I don't think conducive to actual like you know plays here. So we have him projected for 23.8 completions here. There's a lot of wiggle room. I play this that I would consider playing this up to like you know I guess minus 130 is my limit on 25 and a half, but I would consider it a 24 and a half as well to be honest at like even money. So uh yeah, I have my next plays from that game as well, but we'll we'll get there in a bit. Okay.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good look too. I mean if you think about it, like Waller's awesome, but like he's not had that many move the needle type games this year. So, and again, like combination of coming off of the injury and COVID, we've seen some of that. Like COVID Lemay's stick around for guys for a little bit. So, yeah, I think that that's a, a good, a good, good play. Really, they haven't scored. <laughs> they have, like six games in a row where they haven't scored like more than twenty-three points. Like mm-hmm. they've been. I know they won three in a row, but, like, it has not been because this offense has been, like, firing on all cylinders, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, it would take, like, the Chargers scoring, like, four long touchdowns, basically, like, very fast, you know. And have, like, 40 pass attempts, basically, like, 40-45.
0: Yeah. My next one, Tyler Huntley, under 226 passing yards. This is a Connor Allen special, um, you know, below average quarterback under in the passing game. He's only topped this once. That was that. Cleveland game where they had to come from behind and basically chuck nonstop in the second half. And this is a game that theoretically matters to both teams. They both have very, very, very slim shots to make the playoffs, but they have one nonetheless going into the game. And both coaches have stated that they are trying to win. So I don't think we have a scenario where, you know, the game script gets out of hands. Really, actually, this is a five-point favorite or so, uh, depending on your book for the uh the Ravens so you know Huntley prefers to do his damage on the grounds. I think he runs a little bit um you know I think he gets, he's gonna feed Mark Andrews I took a Mark Andrews over but I think that that's not um you know that number's gone but I don't think that that's a problem here with the Huntley piece uh, it's the other guys that really haven't been doing very much uh, you know Bateman's been up and down um there's issues with Sammy Watkins uh, I think Hollywood Brown mispracticed on Thursday I didn't see his Friday report he probably plays but it Steelers are still going all out like TJ Watts going for defensive player of the year stuff. The Ravens have offensive line issues up front. So Huntley over 225 or under 225, I think is a
1: really nice look. I like it. Uh, yeah. It's, I, I mean, he's been like just all over the place, but like you said, like, you know, he's only got there if they're playing from behind. So,
0: yeah.
1: I just, we saw big Ben Like, what was that? Like 46
0: attempts and 120 something yards. They're not running away from the Ravens here and making them go into comeback mode. So I feel pretty good about that. Uh, Alex, number three or number two for you, buddy.
2: Yeah, I am going Julio Jones over 29 and a half. Receiving yards. I don't know if you guys recall this, but I went on a tangent a few weeks ago when Cortland Sutton was around like 24 and a half receiving yards versus the Raiders. I talked about how I will live and die by the sword with my chances of him at that number, the amount of routes he runs, the talent situation etc. That applies to Julio, in my opinion, at 29 and a half receiving yards, especially when the Titans also have something to hypothetically play for trying to lock up the first seed and a first round by in the playoffs. Furthermore, you can always sell me when I see a practice in full next to Julio. Um, yeah, he's just dealt with a plethora of injuries all season. Obviously, it's been a really terrible season. But despite that, he's eclipsed this in six of nine games this season, and that's with him like not even being able to finish four or five games uh, healthy, just being on the sidelines. So back when he was like had his like most healthy stretch of the season, he was just automatically routinely over this number. And I think like six straight games. Uh, so, yeah, it's the fact that he practiced in full this week, I may be a sucker, but I just can't help but bite at him sub. 30 yards. Also, the Texans are a great matchup. They're ranked 24th in EPA per drop back, 31st in coverage grade. Titans offense also looked as good as they have all season, in my opinion, last week. And that was without Julio on the field. I think they'd love nothing more than him to get involved in the offense ahead of the playoffs, potentially lock up a first-round bye. And, yeah, just get things all systems go for a potential Super Bowl run. He may not be the uh, dominant alpha-wide receiver that he once was, but he is still plenty capable of going for over 30 yards against this Texans secondary. So give me Julio Jones over 29.5 receiving yards.
1: Yeah, Connor, you have some thoughts here? I took it as well. Um, I did take this earlier. Um, You just beat him on the sheet. Yeah, he beat me on the sheet. It was going to be one of my plays, so, you know.
2: That makes me feel great, Connor.
1: Yeah, I just – I mean, I just think it's like, you know, he's hes healthy. He got a full practice. Uh, you know, he's gone over this number in three or four games where he's played more than 50% of the snaps. Um, like, uh, you know, I, I mean, if he's going to play and he's going to be out there, I mean, barring a mid-game injury, which for him is a lot more likely than any other wide receiver. But still, like, yeah. you know, I think that there's a pretty good chance of playing more than 50% of the snaps. Against Texas secondary is not good. in you know, a must-win game for the Titans, I think that it's, you know, I think, I think he's in a good spot here to get, we're not asking for much. Like I thought this would be like 40 or something like that. You know, like I thought yeah. 30, like 29 is just like borderline disrespectful. Um, but I get it because, you know, he's been really bad and injured and banged up this year, but, but I, he I hasn't quite been 30 of,
2: yards you know,
1: bad. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's like, that. that's aggressive. Yeah. He's,
0: I saw, it and I was like, what? I was really confused. And then I was doing some research. And I'm like, is, is he even playing? He's coming back. and Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. I was surprised that of all things posted
1: early in the week was like Julio Jones was up early. So I mean, is like Laquan Treadwell's lines are higher than Julio Jones. I mean, this is like, you know, what is, what does the world come to?
0: Laquan Treadwell starts and finishes football games.
1: Yeah, that's true. But if we're
0: talking about literally the all time leader in yards per game. So like, you know, I get, I get it. It's Julio Jones. Uh, 29 is disrespectful. It is a low bar. So he can play 50% of the snaps and, you know, leave with the hammy. Um, and you could probably still get there. So uh, no problem with that. Again, we are uh, – we each have one more. And then uh, we'll get to your questions. So, again, uh, feel free to hang out, uh, send some stuff to us. We'll probably also talk about a couple different spots as well that we like that we're going to look for in the, you know, 48 hours leading up
1: to kick. And
0: uh go from there. So, Connor, number three for you.
1: Yeah, so my last one here and one that – uh you know, I, I just stumbled onto right before the show, I took Zay Jones under three and a half receptions at plus one Oh five, um, kind of along the same reasoning as, as before, but now we're looking at Darren Waller, you know, probably coming back and at least playing. So, you know, if he's playing, if you kind of look at the splits with Zay Jones and like how his usage has kind of like changed. Um, so, you know, but most people I think assume like, Oh, Henry Ruggs went on Zay Jones kind of ascended, but that didn't happen. Henry Ruggs went on week seven. So Zay Jones's stats, after week seven, where like one catch in week nine, one catch in week 10, one catch in week 11. Um, you know, like he was doing basically nothing uh, in those games. And then Darren Waller got injured like mid week 12 against Dallas and Zay Jones erupted. Like, I mean, like, you know, he's gone crushed, been crushing this number consistently. Um, so now we have Zay or we have now we have Darren Waller coming back. I think that now we're in a position where taking the under at plus money on three and a half receptions could be pretty beneficial. Um, to, you know, being able to like kind of take advantage of the books looking at like, oh, well, he's done really well lately, but like kind of looking at that usage there. If Darren Waller is able to play, I mean, even 75% of the normal complement of snaps, you're looking at Zay Jones probably in the two to three reception range rather than like the four to five range. So I think a plus money, it's a good look. Also, 45 and some yards is an interesting look as well. But even then, there were some times, uh, you know, earlier on in the season where he was able to, you know, randomly capitalize on, you know, a bomb here or there, like, you know, 30-yard catch. So I think that the receptions and the volume play is the way to go for me.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. I think it's a good look. I think there's some – it's an interesting call-out that it wasn't necessarily Henry Ruggs and it was more Waller stuff. So, yeah, I think that that's a, it's a good call. It's Zay Jones. It's not a horribly, like, overly efficient uh, receiver. So, um, you know, betting against that type of player – uh, deeper a dot stuff too like that's just on the reception side you're taking out some of the variants that would come with a, a yardage prop for instance you're, you're focusing in on the volume and i think that's probably yeah. probably smart that's actually what i did with my last bet too because i i took sony michelle over 14 and a half carries um got it at minus 130 on DraftKings. i was really i was considering this morning a play on sony michelle on his rushing yards over again it was 65 and a half I thought it was probably a pretty sharp line, to be honest. Um, but again, a little lower than last week. We hit it last week. He went over. Tougher matchup. The Niners are uh, second in rushing success rate, third in rushing EPA on the season. So it's a, definitely a more difficult matchup than it was last week. The last week's matchup wasn't great either. But this number from a carry standpoint is, is way, way off. Uh, 14 and a half just doesn't make a lot of sense. He has five weeks here as a starter, 24. 20, 18, 27, and 19. Um, it's just not really sniffing the low teens here. So over 14 and a half, again, it's just Cam Akers. And I know that Cam Akers, the story is awesome. And I hope he comes back. I hope he plays. It's insane that a dude from like, we talked about it on the Wednesday show. Like this was used to be a career ending injury. You blow out your Achilles. You are done. if you come back, you're coming back in like a year and a half and you are a shell of yourself. So for this dude to come back in a couple of months is wild. It's awesome. He's not coming back and taking 50% of Sony Michelle's workload in week 18. He's just not. So this is a play where you don't have to worry about Sony being efficient. I don't have to worry about Sony breaking a big run. I just have to assume he continues to get at least 75, 80% of the carries. And I just don't understand why Jake Funk or Cam Akers are going to start to eat into that. So uh, I like this in a spot where they need the game to win the division uh, and get their number two seed in the playoffs. So Sony over 14.5 on DraftKings is a really strong look. Um, I'd probably go up to 15.5 if that is moved. I haven't looked in the last half hour, 45 minutes or so. That's probably where I would top it out at. Uh, and probably 130 is about as high as I'd go in the juice too. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's a mispriced line. Yeah same premise so all right uh Alex has been kind of like us. like we've been we're having a hard time trying to find props so that is uh that is what we have for now again uh, we will hit you with the recap here let you know all that we have run down Gabe Davis from me over 39 and a half receiving yards uh, also Tyler Huntley under 226 passing yards is on draftkings uh, Sony Michelle over 14 and a half carries. Connor has three here, Zach Pascal under two and a half receptions, Derek Carr under 25 and a half completions, which I think is an aggressive line that correlates well with Zay Jones under three and a half receptions as well. And our boy prop stars under on Cordero Patterson, 35 and a half rush yards, rest in peace Cordero and Julio Jones over 29 and a half with a Connor Allen stamp of approval uh, on that one as well. So Good stuff there. It is time for any questions that you guys have. Uh, So, could be a light week. Hey, my wife would love it if I get up a little bit early tonight. Uh, Sometimes these run a little bit longer. So, happy to do so. Uh, Let's see here. Brian Rivers is, uh, yeah, he's talking about taking promos. Take advantage of promos whenever you can. Um, We want to do our best to not say bad things about books anymore but uh yeah <laughs> bet rivers is not super mobile friendly in comparison to some of the other things out there but take advantage in new york all the promos if you missed it at the top of the show head into the show notes there's links on how to take advantage of our offers uh, all the new york books that you can take advantage to get all that free money that they give i'm telling you it is literally free money you know bet one dollar on this, win $100, bet $5 on the national championship game. Either side, if you win, you win 150 Depending on the book, it's all in there. I'll find the link, take advantage of that. Uh, Justin wants to know, do you guys play more live unders during the last week of the season compared to other weeks? Uh, Connor, any thoughts on live bets,
1: live unders, anything like that? Well, so like live prop betting hasn't really been that much of a thing to be honest. Like it's pretty new. Uh, I mean like there was, it was available last year, but I didn't dabble too much till this year. So, um, I mean, and even then before I was, you know, shuffling through, you know, my shady outs, uh, which I definitely would take bet, but you know I mean? Those were also trash. Um, uh, and then, you know, bet online, which I didn't really like to use that much. So it was kind of like live, you know, live prop betting wasn't really a thing for me until this year. And even then, like, it's something where I have to be very much dialed in. I feel like, uh, I don't know how you guys feel about live prop betting, but it's one of those things where I do good, but I have to be like focusing like on what's going on a lot. And I feel like that, that's the only time I do well. if I'm like lazily betting things, I end up in trouble. So.
0: Yeah. Uh, Alex, do you uh, dabble in the, uh, live prop market?
2: I'm interested in it. unfortunately, uh, live prop betting well, is right. not available in the great state of Oregon. I also, you know, I think, uh, ryan and connor you guys can both attest to us Uh, on average i'll have sometimes you know between 20 and 40 props over the course of a weekend that i'm you know monitoring and invested in that it's kind of overwhelming in and of itself that uh Yeah, I just, uh, I agree. You want to be locked in, laser focused, in my opinion, if you are going to dabble in something like live betting. So, yeah, just uh, with the amount of kind of uh, coverage that I have with so many props going and, you know, also watching the game and compiling data, et cetera, et cetera, it's just I uh, feel like I don't have the time uh, required to uh, kind of uh, give to it. So perhaps in the future.
0: I'll live bet sides and totals. Um, I haven't got into live betting props as much um, mostly because it I find that if you are dialed in and I typically do would be honest like I treat Sunday for as much as I can uh, like a workday and you know try to take advantage of those things you know games you know with every game on the TV, um, you know I keep multiple monitors up, I keep all the books up because you will find discrepancies and tendencies from certain certain books again this goes back to having, you know, optionality to be able to take advantage. Um, Certain books and bookmakers move things faster. They will suspend things faster. Um, So there are some opportunities in in particular, one book in particular that I like to do live sides and totals on because um, it's just off compared to the rest of the market and typically in a way that I find to be advantageous. So, yeah, I mean, it is something to not do casually, you know, passively on your phone if you were like watching via like a scoring app and be like, yeah. Oh, I'm going to take it. Like you got to be dialed in. And, uh, otherwise there's,
1: you're just kind of firing off blind you're talking blind. about points, bet, right points, bets softer for live betting. I mean, it's like baby soft, you know, it is like really so, there's, so soft.
0: There's sometimes like, you know, it, as far as like when we're talking about totals, they could be three, three and a half points off of where DraftKings and FanDuel are, um, you know, on a side, one and a half points or, you know, like those things matter massively. We're talking about key numbers just based off of like the first drive, um, you know, the first possession after halftime, certain things like that, where you're like, that shouldn't have just moved as much as
1: it did. Um, yeah. And there's just massive advantages. So yeah, sure. their, their live algorithm is by far the worst. In my w-
2: would you guys say that points bet is as soft as Dan Rivera's calves?
0: <laughs> um. I would say that the book is more fully formed. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god. Than poor Danny's uh little calves. But um, um Dan's, guys, gonna, Dan's yeah. gonna be in the
1: gym tomorrow all day just because of your guys bullying. <laughs> I usually I take the
2: over first the shot. emoji that he left me in on four for four's Discord.
1: He did you hear about he hit,
0: yeah, he go ahead. Shots were fired. Yeah, he, he started yeah. it.
2: He came at me. I, I'm a member of 4 for 4's Discord. I highly recommend <laughs> anybody watching to join this Discord. It is excellent. I'm providing NBA picks there every Wednesday. Uh, said Wednesday, I went 3-0, by the way. <laughs> had myself on the back. I put out a play. I thought it was a brilliant, fantastic play. And I get a clown emoji from (laughs) Dan. It was the emoji heard around the world. I am not joking. I had like three or four separate DMs, people asking me, yo, is there beef between you and Dan? What's going on? Like, why did Dan clown emoji you? And, yeah, so
1: I mean, I think the play was. We almost had to get our HR department involved. You know, I mean, it was, you know. Now that we're a big corporate company, you know, like Noonan would take off his one hat, put on another one and have to sit you guys down for a little bit of meeting, you
0: know? Yeah. Pure mediation, you know, um, I could add another conference call to my day. I don't have enough calls. So I'd, much, I'd love to get on a call with you and Dan and just talk about um,
1: your feelings. emoji.
0: Emoji. You said, yeah. Uh, you, you know, you get the kangaroo. Don't be offended by the kangaroo. I don't understand it necessarily, but Dan is. You know, I know the
2: origin of the kangaroo, actually. Okay, okay, so I'll keep that between Dan and I, though. Unless okay. unless another clown appears, and I'll put his business out
0: <laughs> there. Mission. I yeah. think that that's a nice bridge to you repairing. You know, you, you <laughs> taking on the kangaroo, not sharing it with the group, not kissing and telling. I think that that's uh, that's appropriate. So, uh, yeah. But again, Prof stars in the Discord, guys. Discord is popping off. Um, we're just we're banging out NBA winners along with all of our NFL stuff. Golf is back. Uh, we have the best golf writer in the space. I feel um, that's not even hyperbole, to be honest. I mean, we, we have the best golf writer in the space if you're betting golf. Uh, he is a massive, massive, massive data nerd. So it, it, you know, it, it blends well with what we have going on. So uh, again, it, football ends, golf ramps up. Um, even if you're not necessarily a golf fan, you are a betting fan and you do like winning. So uh, join us, take advantage of, the Discord. Uh, all right, what else have we got here? Um, some love for Trubisky. Trubisky going to rush for 176 yards and three scores. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Trubisky. Maybe. I, I think it's not. I think it's more Matt Nagy than, than than Trubisky. I'm just putting that out there. Trubisky, let's give him another chance with a, a non cl- non cloud head coach. Or cloud head coach, and
1: he's really bad.
0: He's not great. He can't throw to one side of the
1: field. I mean, yeah, he, like, just misses so many open throws. Connor, you look like you could be Trubisky's, like, brother. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mean, you think, Brian? I'll take that. I'm pretty yeah. sure I saw Trubisky at least once in Chicago, like, at a bar.
2: Did you guys, like, look at each other? Like, oh, well, I, like, looked at, guy. I, like, I, like, I at him.
1: I stared at him. It was also – so it was one dude in, like, a nicer upscale, like, restaurant with, like, five women, and he looked exactly like Trubisky. I'm like, I mean, it has to be.
2: Sounds like something Mitch Trubisky would do.
0: Classic yeah. Mitch. Yeah, I always think that Connor, you know, Connor's got a little bit of Stewie from, uh, from Succession.
2: Mm, I can <laughs> see that for sure.
0: Yeah, a little bit of Stewie. Yeah. Like, oh, it's Connor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Stewie's right. a great character. Great character. Uh, our boy Shaw Props. Uh, we got to get some hockey props from you. You guys have been killing it on the uh, hockey side here. I uh, just football news since we got some fellow football heads here. How disappointing is all this AB news do could have been one of the greatest without all the drama. I think despite all the drama, he was one of the greatest. I mean, he had a six, I think seven year run of just being absolutely dominant and crushing, you know, as kind of a second tier prospect to be able to like blow up and, and do what he did. His, desire to burn bridges uh, and things that matter as far as like hall of fame goes is questionable, but like the dude's still one of the best of all time sucks for the bucks from a big picture football standpoint. Cause they definitely need him with Chris Godwin out. I still balling out on the field when he's out there and healthy. So I don't know why you think it's beneficial to like, throw the goat under the bus and pretend that your relationship should be anything similar to what his relationship with Rob Gronkowski should be uh, when they've been like, friends for a decade um yeah it's bizarre it's uh it's sad and i hope that uh i hope that he figures it out for himself moving forward but uh, he's still one of the best
2: he is and if you look at like the greatest wide receivers all time and it's like honestly rare when some of these guys like don't have sort of the off-field issues or like kind of personality traits uh that ab has shown like i grew up you know like an eagles fan with Terrell owens and just watched him like kind of have a similar effect to the Eagles locker room and they were bidding for a super bowl and just completely kind of destroyed the chemistry from within there. I remember Randy Moss as well. And just like, yeah, outside of like Calvin Johnson and like, you know, maybe Andre Johnson, if you look at like a lot of like the great wide receivers, it kind of comes with the territory, just kind of having some, I don't know if screws loose is the right word, but just uh personality quirks and stuff like that. So I just kind of think it's a uh, par for the course with a lot of these guys.
1: Yeah, I mean a lot of I mean admittedly my experience with even like, you know, division 1 football players and you know, it's like like these are some of the most arrogant people on earth. Um, and like so him saying like, you know, I'm the best player on the team, blah blah blah, like that's not really like that different than what 80% of the players would say. It's just that oftentimes they're not given like a platform to do that. Um, or they also no, they also like have that some kind of understanding like hey maybe I shouldn't trash my teammates or the greatest quarterback of all time or you know anything like that and his argument was like complete garbage in that and then we're talking about the interview after uh, for those who don't understand Um, but yeah it's that interview after he's like you know Tom Brady makes this Gronk got paid a nice contract but I'm the best player in the field so why did I get a prove it deal you know like just a total straw man nonsensical argument that like any reasonable person would be like, shut the fuck up. Like you're, you're an idiot. Like you play Uh, one season, you'll get a good contract. I do think though
2: that like uh, part of that attitude is why he's so great. Like, obviously you kind of have to take the good with the bad, but yeah, just that mentality of, you know, you above everything else is, you know, kind of contributes to him being one of the great players in NFL history at his position. But yeah, that seems to be a reoccurring kind of theme amongst a lot of wide receivers They're not selfish. It's an inherently very selfish position.
1: There's there's nothing like I mean I think that, that you know arrogance can feed into success in a lot of you know uh, you know in a lot of scenarios, but you know, it's also very much on display right now and in, in a bad way. So not a great
0: look. But uh yeah, still one of the best of all time, and you know, hopefully he can uh hopefully he can figure it out. So uh Brian talked about the Julio thing. Julio was moved up on FanDuel, DraftKings has it at 29 still, so viable out there for you folks. Um, looks like Dizzle69 also tailing the Zay Jones uh, <laughs> number. Uh, Dizzle. Love it. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, Sam wants to know Does Alex ever have nightmares about the bear? I do. I don't even sleep with a bear. <laughs>
2: On on our last uh, broadcast of this season, I will go into depth about the origin of the bear and how he ended up on the wall. So that is I mean, a reason to stay tuned.
1: But we need to ask, like, did you kill it?
2: That will be revealed.
1: Oh, my God. Uh, leave it as hanging. All right.
0: Producer Sal with the incredible artwork, as always. Uh, yeah, that's uh, – I like a little cliffhanger. I appreciate it. Um, mm-hmm. Samuel also talked about uh, taking advantage of live betting. He once live bets Uncle Lenny under <laughs> ten and a half receptions, which is.
2: I, I think I had his uh, under in that game at six and a half. He had like six receptions on the first drive. That's so crazy. I think that was like three weeks ago, actually, where I called yeah, Lenny yeah. under under five and a half, or it was either five and yeah, it was five and a half receptions, and he literally had. Either five or six receptions on the first drive.
0: I think it was the was it the Saints game? I think he had a bunch. Yeah, it was yeah. the Saints game. It was yeah, the Saints was right game right away. Just like yep. Uh, shot props. We're giving points bet a lot of free advice tonight. Yeah, I mean, whatever. They're not listening. Um, if they are, thanks. Hit us up uh, Ryan at BetSpertsGroup if you want to talk about sponsorship options for next year. Um, but uh, yeah, they. You know, it's just their it's their book, it's it's them and who you know who does their stuff. So it's it's they're gonna continue to be slow, we'll continue to take advantage of them in the uh in the live market. Um Shop Props is gonna hit us with maybe some uh some stuff tomorrow in the four for four Discord. All right, little hockey props on a Saturday night. Uh Shop Props shout outs. He is in there and hanging out. <laughs> um Meg, this is good. If Connor is Stewie, then props is Roman. Um <laughs> uh yeah i don't know if there's an old lady in your life that you are sending uh (laughs) pictures to or
2: my wife's an older lady so (laughs) okay there you go yeah so it's similar (laughs) similar. she's she's four years older so
0: all right well we got similar
2: dynamic you know
0: it's very very similar so Mm
2: -hmm. at one point she was 14 while
0: i was 10 okay (laughs) is that that is that a portland thing that's legal up there Yeah, can't can't celebrate Thanksgiving, but uh, (laughs) 10 is the age of consent. Okay, all right. Hopefully, we get flagged on YouTube for
1: talking about. uh, Is that real? Already, so we'll see.
0: I heard a
2: rumor that uh, I don't. I don't know if it's like we shouldn't mention who, but some uh, uh, another similar show or YouTube channel got struck or taken down because they discussed the whole DK Metcalf. Uh, oh, Tyler yeah. Lockett,
0: Russell—is that why? Yeah. I do I think they well, we talked about other things that are, okay.
1: yeah,
2: like a more explicit explanation or.
1: They've been pushing the limits on that for a while, you know. Like gotcha, optimal penetration points and positions. Uh, you know, yeah, like,
0: ADOPs. instead of you know
1: average depth of of target. It's average. Who knew depth it could
2: of, get so edgy in these uh, fantasy yeah. football and prop streets?
1: The yeah. bit. The bit is hilarious, but. Yeah, they they got banned.
2: Like yeah, banned? No, no, it was a,
1: it was a quick. This is a quick
2: little little like, hey, you can't do this. They wear that like a badge of honor.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they do. It is a great bit, so it is uh, it's fantastic. So, uh, all right, um, that wraps us up, which is great. 50 minutes in, beautiful. We can move on to producer Sal's winners. I have a, I have a feeling that I know what producer Sal's picks are today if they're i don't know if they're multiple i think maybe there's just one but i i gave it a long look and if it's not then i'll i'll tell you what it is but uh producer sal prop tool bet of the week oh elijah mitchell i was close uh i looked at elijah- this too yeah, over 17 and a half uh rushing attempts. This is uh, even odds on DraftKings and we are projecting him for 20. We took an early position on Elijah Mitchell's rushing yards over, which is a dead number now, but um I don't hate this whatsoever. Uh C- Connor, you
1: were considering this? Yeah, I mean I might I I think I just think it's going to end up at 16 and a half based on what it's currently at. So, you know, I mean, like, it's the juices towards the under. Um, I think that we're going to get a 16 and a half. We got a 16 and a half on playing the over. Um, I mean, he's basically seeing almost all the work, you know. Um, he's hit over this and I mean, all, essentially almost every game that he started and finished, you know, at this point. Um, I can pull up the exact, uh, you know, stats here, but especially as of late, like basically when he's been even remotely healthy, like the last four games, he's hit it straight. He got, um, you know, week nine, he didn't hit it. But then after that, Week eight and seven, he hit it again. You know, like it's literally been uh, almost every week that he started and finished. It's been like automatic on this number. So I think that if we get to sixteen and a half, I like it even more. Alex, any thoughts?
2: Yeah, it makes sense to me. I was uh, looking at his props as well. They interested me uh, just when he's on the field and, like you guys said, relatively healthy. He gets absolutely monster workloads. I think he's as close to a lock as it gets uh, if he gets 20 carries in this game. So yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. It's a good look. Uh, Connor makes a good point. Kind of where the juice is. There may be a chance for this to move and take advantage of that. So I don't hate that at all. I thought we were going to get use check bets here. Um, This is a prop tool favorite. Typically our projections on use check are always on the favorable side, it is a brand guy uh, for number 44. Sal uh, absolutely loves him. So, you know, I kind of looked at Check's trends. I've looked at his tendencies in these games against the Rams. I've been looking at his snap rates. You know, Check's receiving number is a little interesting. So I thought we were going to get a check look today. But uh, do not hate the Elijah Mitchell thing. Again, bodes well. Uh, for us where we have that lean on the on the rushing yards number so again player prop tool part of the betting sub at four for four again you can check that out in the show notes as well how to find more information uh, how to take advantage of the discounts here through the end of february and then mid-january we are opening it back up for the annual sub so in uh, a couple weeks or really in a week or so i think you're gonna be able to get and secure your sub for all of next season instantly which is good because that'll keep you in the nba streets keeps you in the golf streets we have some other new sports that we are flirting with um to again help you scratch that itch uh once football goes away and you want to continue to get some action down so uh absolutely love it um you guys have any other thoughts any spots that you want to i guess we'll go around real quick um connor do you have any thoughts around some guys that you were looking at uh and considering here in the prop market before the numbers come out
1: um, I, I, you know, admittedly I had the probably the fewest spots that I had circled like ever. Um, and you know, part of that was due to, you know, I guess just like lack of motivation to prep for this week because so much is going to change. Um, uh, I mean, we already saw like Dallas and Philly at the beginning of the week. We're like, Oh, they're probably going to play. I mean, they might, might play most of their starters and just play it out. And then now it's kind of like, I don't know if they're going to play any of their starters. And so Now it's like, why would I even really bother handicapping the game because we don't even know who's going to play? So I think that um, the biggest edge here is going to be waiting until, like, an hour before kick, and there's going to be tons of reports they are going to be like, you know, oh, this guy's only going to play, like, a half or a quarter, and, like, you know, we're going to be able to get some really, really good bets down. Uh, We did last year. uh, We took – uh, whatever like it was like josh allen's over under was like 250 he only we only knew he's gonna play like a half he still threw for 220 he made it close but i mean 250 on a half is an egregious line against miami um and then you know there was jalen hurts props last year where uh you know silva kind of tipped us off that you know jalen hurts was gonna be benched at some point he threw for 97 yards i believe and you know his over under was like 200 um again people got not- big mad about that yeah. I mean, I mean, they, they openly tanked. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to say that they, they tanked. I mean, they started night South felt, but I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe they disguised it well enough that they didn't like, it wasn't that bad, but like it was pretty blatant. I thought. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that the, those scenarios are just things that the next few days we're going to kind of figure it out, be ready, unload the clip. Like these are like some of the highest, you know, expected value bets that you're going to make in my opinion.
0: It's a great point because yeah, right now we don't have a ton. And people talk about how there is so much variance in a week like this because of the unknown. Well, that's the advantage. That's, that's the advantage that we want to bring to you. Uh, and then we bring to ourselves is grinding those little edges and news and being on, you know, alert, ready to, to fire off at some of that stuff. So that way we can take advantage of massively mispriced numbers and have an understanding of where the baseline is and what it should be for what we're going to see out there is, uh, You know, taking advantage of the information. So, highly, highly recommend the Fantasy Life app. Again, like it comes out fast. Those those alerts are quick. You get push notifications. They come to your phone. You don't have to worry about like being on Twitter nonstop. I'm telling you, and it beats Twitter. Uh, You know, you'll get stuff that'll come out there um, before someone else tweets it out so highly recommend the fantasy life app it's fantastic for that so uh alex any thoughts on how to approach the week here in uh, 48 hours before kick or any uh, particular leans that you want to kind of highlight that we should be looking out for
2: yeah i love what connor said regarding uh his strategy kind of waiting until you know a lot of those reports come out within like an hour hour and a half prior to kickoff i think you'll find a lot of really good spots that way i I was kind of looking at some of the uh incentives that you know players had you hear that tossed around a lot for the last two weeks you know guys like Kyle Pitts he's 63 yards away from the all-time record for uh uh yards by a rookie tight end you've got Gronk with some contract incentives uh, I believe Mike Evans you know needing i think it's 60 yards or 58 yards to have his eighth straight 1k season so yeah looking at all those stuff unfortunately uh, you know the books uh, already have built those into the prop so not a lot of value as far as you know some of those incentives are concerned books are a little bit sharper with that so yeah i think the right strategy is to kind of uh ignore those because they already seem to be properly adjusted and uh, you to kind of do a connor outline regarding just uh you know kind of grinding out an hour 90 minutes or before kickoff, looking for all those pieces of news, you know, where guys are going to be on snap counts or potentially not playing in the second half and stuff. And yeah, just taking advantage of that.
0: Yep. Keep that, keep that free. Uh, keep that time and take advantage of it. Be ready to go and ready to fire. Uh, if you are a subscriber at 4 for 4, please be in our discord. Uh, I imagine a lot of you are, if you are a subscriber, if you're not subscribe and get the discord, and get in the discord and turn on the push notifications You can go to roll a sign, click on the little emoji, whatever, you know, reach out to us individually to help you out with that. But like that is, again, is the best way to live your life. If you have to, you know, if your obligations are things that you can't necessarily, you know, set aside that time, we are setting aside that time to be able to do that that way we can fire off. Uh, and that way you can just get the notification on your phone that you need to take action and go do it, uh, take advantage of that number. So that's why we have it and have it set up that way. So, the discord is the best way to get advantage uh, ahead of the market move. So do it. Uh, All right, everyone that wraps us up for week 18. Love it. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. We will be back to do it next week for the wild card round. So for Connor and Alex and producers, Alan Ryan, we'll see you next week.